Welcome to an elite group of women in the Mumpreneurs Club, a podcast designed for women in business with children and social lives. Whoever said you can't have your cake and eat it too didn't listen to an episode of the Mumpreneurs Club. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Mumpreneurs Club. Today I have a topic that I want to talk to everyone about and that is think about yourself as a little girl or think about what the answer would be if you asked your son or daughter, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I want you to think back or I want you to potentially do the exercise and ask your kids which of them Or did you ever say, when I grow up, I want to be angry and tired? Now, I'm sure the answer is no. You probably wanted to be a princess, an astronaut, a fireman, a chef, all those things that kids say that they want to be. Imagination is endless. But why is it that once we had kids, once we became mums, We just became tired and angry and let that little girl down and basically said that she had to choose her dreams over her family. And the reason we all say why we haven't put ourselves first is, oh, but I've made my kids a priority or I put my family first or I did it for my kids. But I'm here to say that that's bullshit. I'm here to call it out. I am guilty of it too sometimes, but it's bullshit and enough is enough. We have burnt far too many bras to still be suppressed by this idea of a martyr mum where we have to sacrifice who we are in order to be a good mother. Who made that role? Who said that to be a perfect mum, we have to sacrifice who we are? If you think about it, To be a perfect mum, in my opinion, is to show all the elements that make you you, to make yourself vibrant and full of life and courageous and determined and goal-driven. You know, when you think about what do you want for your daughter, have a really hard think about whether you want her to have those things or whether you want her to feel underwhelmed Because society has said that if she's a mum, she has to put her family first to the expense of who she is and what her dreams are. And it's profound when you think about it. And for me, when I thought about it, it was a real light bulb moment to think, what sort of role model am I being to my daughter, to my children, to to the boys and the girls out there? As mothers, we owe it to our children to raise them in a way where they know that every door is open. The world will close doors on them all on their own. I mean, that will just happen. But as mums, are we not supposed to build them up to their max capacity to tell them that the possibilities are endless? I mean, you say, you can be whatever you want, sweetheart. You can do whatever you want to do. 
Well, then why haven't we? Why aren't we practicing what we preach? Why are we not being good role models to our children that these things are not just words that we say to kids, but they're actual reality? Have a think about what your daughter or what your son is seeing in you. As I'm filming this podcast, you know, a lot of you are probably thinking, oh, yeah, you know, I always wanted to be a nurse or I always wanted to get my master's in law or I always wanted to start an Instagram page and be an influencer or I always wanted to write. I wanted to take photos and be a photographer. But how many of you are actually doing it? And a lot of you will say, I don't have time because of the kids or I don't have the finance to be able to invest in myself right now because of the kids and the bills, which I understand. There's there's some situations where you can't afford to take time off work to pursue a dream or there isn't enough money to take out of the family kitty to be able to fulfill what you want to do and start a new course or whatever. But There are ways, if you think about it, where you can retain a part of yourself. If it's not the full-fledged dream that you had, at least having that conversation with yourself and looking at yourself from the outside in will make you a little bit more aware of what did you want? What did you want when you were growing up for your life and how much of that have you fulfilled and what can you do towards what? making sure that you get there in the end rather than just giving up and throwing in the towel because you've had kids. This whole idea of being a martyr mum is just insane that we think if we just give up on ourselves, just die essentially. That person that you were in high school, that that fun-loving person that you were in uni, you know, everybody always has stories of, things that they did and sometimes you look at them at a kid's birthday party and you go, well, I had no idea you were you were cool. You're just such a dorky mum now. But we're not. We're not dorky mums. There, there is a past behind all of us and sometimes what I found is the more straight and narrow and uptight a mum is, probably the looser her life was and some stories that she has. But what happened to losing? Why did we lose that carefree side of us? Why did we lose the side that made us have a spark in our eye? And it's so important to, fine, it's lost, but let's get it back. Let's find out how we can get it back because you don't get an award at the end of motherhood of who gave up the most shit in their life to be the perfect mum. There's no certificate or ribbon or trophy at the end of it. In fact, the end is just bitterness and regret. I've seen it. Have a look at your older generation. Have a look at your grandparents. Have a look at your parents even, or those older generations that lived in the mindset that a woman was just a mum, was just a wife, was just a mum. And ask them what regrets they have, what they wish they they could have done, what they wanted to be, what they loved, what their passion was. And you'll see, because I've done it, that their eyes light up with a spirit and a light that you have probably never seen before in their eyes when they think about the things that they wanted to be, the woman that they were, but they had to hold back and suppress because they put their family first. And I'm just here to say that we need to just throw that shit out the window because I do not want my daughter to grow up thinking that for her to be a good wife or mum, she can't be who she is. I am raising her 
to be proud of who she is, to be a woman that stands on her two feet. My sons, to be men that stand on their own two feet, that respect and tolerate and love people and and are, are goal-driven and, and want to get things done and want to make a difference. Who said that when you become a dad or when you become a mum, you no longer have values, you no longer have things that are important to you, you no longer have an identity, I mean, when you break it down, it's actually ridiculous, but we're all doing it in some way. And when there are women that are going out there and doing what they want to do, we have tall poppy syndrome and all our insecurities and all the shit that we harbor inside us and the resentment because we didn't have the balls to do it, we throw on her and we mum shame her. Oh, look, she works all day and then she drops her kids off to her mums or to her mother-in-laws so she can do night school and do a course. How selfish. Or, oh, look, she cares about business trips when she has babies and leaves them with the nanny or leaves them with her husband. How selfish. And did you hear she's never home for dinner because she works late? Her career is more important than her family. Who the fuck said that that shit matters? Why do we have to shame people? Why can't we turn around and say, good on you, good on you for doing what is important to you and for being a role model to your children that you can achieve whatever you want to achieve and that children are not a burden and families are not a burden. They're just a team. Think about your husband and your kids as your team rather than your ball and chain. They shouldn't be holding you back. They should be liberating you and they should be supporting you to tell you, yes, you can do this. We've got this. We'll back you. And I want you to have a think about successful women in your life, women that you look upon as role models or women that you might be a little bit envious of, whatever it might be, and have a look at their team. Have a look at what support system they have around them without the bitchiness because I already know your heads are already thinking, oh, yeah, but she has all that help from her mother-in-law or but her mum helps her or her husband does everything. Mine doesn't. Mine doesn't do that. Cut all the negativity away. Cut all the excuses. Cut all the bullshit. Just look at the women that you think are living the life that you're not and secretly you wish you would. You probably would never admit that out aloud, but no one can hear your thoughts. So just go through this exercise with me. Now have a look in your mind, visualize it, and see that they have a team of people around them. They either have nannies or they have daycare. They have a supporting husband. They have a supporting mom, mother-in-law, friend, whatever it might be. But there is a team around them and they are not afraid to ask or to delegate help in order to achieve what they want to achieve, whatever that might be, career, hobby, social life, whatever it might be, they're doing it. They want to work out, they're organizing a babysitter so that they can do their Pilates three days a week. They want to go to night school because they want to be a nurse, they're organizing their husband to take care of the kids or their mother-in-law to pick them up from daycare or whatever it may be. Now, why are they any less of a mum or a wife than you because you're not doing it? If you really think about it, in my opinion, they're better role models. When you think about what you want your daughter or your son to be, do you want them to turn around to you and say, mum, I didn't do 
my dream or I didn't do what I wanted to do because I had kids or because my husband didn't let me or wasn't supportive, so I put my family first. That if you if you can answer that and you can honestly say that you would be happy or proud if your daughter said that, then you're kidding yourself. And you need Jesus. You need a lot more than this podcast episode can because your denial and your walls are far too much to be broken in a short little podcast episode. But the majority of you would be able to own your shit and to realize that no, nobody wants that for their daughter or their son. So then why are we doing it? Why is that the role model and the image that we are portraying of a mother? It needs to break. It is okay to care for yourself and to love yourself. It is okay to find out who can watch them or what you can do so that you can work out if that makes you happy. If being healthy and strong makes you happy and you want to do that, find a way to do it. You would be surprised when you put your foot down and you say you want something done, how people do it. If you're expecting your husband or your family to just know that you want that and offer help, they're not going to do it. But think to situations where you've been sick or where something has happened where you've had to lie down or you haven't been able to do your roles that you usually do. Most of the time you'll find that people gather around and they make it work. Sure, they might not be happy about it. No one's happy when they're doing extra shit they don't have to do, but they make it work. Now, at the same token, why wouldn't they be able to do that if you just said, hey, every Saturday at 2 p.m. I'm doing Pilates or every Thursday and Wednesday I'm logging on to night school because I've always wanted to do this course or whatever it might be. Every Friday, I've joined a book club. I'm meeting with my book club friends for two hours. That's what I'm doing. You will be surprised how people will work it out because no one's going to leave your kids stranded, especially your in-laws or your parents or your husband. If no one is there to care for them, believe me, someone will work it out. You're not here to be the martyr mum. You are not here to be such a nice daughter-in-law, such a nice daughter, such a nice wife. You're quiet. You don't bother anyone. You don't ask for things. That is not who we are. We have a voice and it's okay to have a voice and it's okay to do what makes you happy. Provided you're not hurting anyone, it's okay because the the, the opposite, not doing that, being quiet is hurting someone and it's hurting you. It is killing your soul. It is telling your children that when you have a child, you die. And I know that sounds profound and extreme, but that is the way it is. And I personally don't want my kids to remember me as stressed or tired or angry or she wanted to do this, but she had us and she put us first or she really likes to do that. But since having us, she doesn't really do it anymore. No, I want my kids to know who I was, who Al is as a person, the same Al that was before the kids still around still go out with my husband, still laugh, still have a drink with him and do all the spontaneous things that we did before we got married or before we had kids because that's who my husband fell in love with. And he didn't sign up for that person to disappear the minute we had kids. 
That's the other thing you've got to think about as well. It might not be career orientated. It might be just in your marriage. I mean, putting your kids first is great and all, but when your kids move out, which they will, then you're left with your husband and you have to ask yourself, after 18, 20, possibly 30 years of having children at your home, with house prices the way they are, they're saying that the average child now leaves the home at 28 years old. So looking at our kids, I mean, I've got 17-month-old twins, a 10-year-old and an 8.5-year-old. They're probably statistically going to be in my house until their 30s. So after 30 years, if I don't care about my husband or if I don't put any effort into our marriage or any spark into it, what the hell is going to be left when those kids move out 30 years later? Am I going to know who he is? Is he going to know who I am? Am I going to fucking know who I am? Who the fuck am I? Just a mum that packs an awesome bento lunchbox that has sprawling Instagram feeds of all the sick, healthy lunches and wraps that I fucking did for them along the years? Is that somebody, is that who I am now? Is that is that who my husband is going to want to retire with? Is that all I have to offer? Or am I just still going to be lingering around and, and hoping that my kids give me attention? But They're not because they're going to have their own life. So I'm going to be this sad, miserable, resentful person that has no, nothing else to live for. Personally, I don't want to be any of that shit. You you have to think about, and this is a really good exercise because it's a way to own your shit. Have a look through your Instagram. Have a look through your Facebook and see what most of your feed is. If most of your feed is taking photos of your kid's lunchbox or showing the world what your kid has eaten for a healthy snack or for dinner, then I'm sorry, but you really need to be taking out a notepad and a pencil because you need to really evaluate who the fuck are you? Because unless you said, when I grow up, I want to be a lunchbox mom, you're, you're highly unlikely that you're fulfilling what you wanted to be and that you're giving it your best. I mean, some people are as boring as cardboard. I get it. You know, there might be that 3% that say, yep, that's exactly who I wanted to be. Great. No shame in your game. But for the majority of us, it's not. And we lost our way. And we need to find it again. And we need to get the fuck back on track. Because that is not who you want to be in 30 years time. And I sure as hell would not want to be banging that lady to be honest with you. So, you know, you have to think about what your husband is seeing as well. If he comes home and he's seeing someone that's just tired and angry and all they've had to offer for the day was, you were a great mum in the sense that you gave yourself up and did everything for your kids and took really cool Instagram photos of their lunchbox and um, pre-planned your meals for the week. And that's all you have to talk to your husband about when he comes home and you're too tired to even watch Netflix with him or even talk to him or look at him, then 30 years of that, you have to realize that there's going to be a massive disconnect and neither of you are going to remember why the hell you're with each other. So it's really important that this whole martyr mum stops, stops right here. In my opinion, There is no good mum. A good mum looks different in every house. A good mum is a a mum who is happy, 
who is fulfilled, who is in a loving relationship, who whether that relationship be with herself, with her husband, whatever. It's not always being with a husband or with a wife or with your love partner or whatever it might be with with anyone that you're with, even if you're not. There's a lot of single moms that, that aren't with anyone and that's fantastic because your love relationship can also be with yourself and that's really important to note that what I'm saying here is focus on that loving relationship, whoever that might be with or with yourself, fundamentally with yourself, and make sure you nurture it because it's really important that for you to be fulfilled makes you a better mum because it makes you happy and it makes you whole. And that is what your kids are seeing. And kids learn relationship and love from their parents or from their parent or from their guardians. So we need to keep that in mind. And personally, I want my children, my daughter especially, to learn or to see a woman that is whole, a woman that most of the time has her shit together and most of the time is fulfilled, not by a man, not by things, not by a career, but by her, from herself, is able to get that fulfillment from herself. And a lot of the time we need to, to achieve that by filling all the buckets. And all the buckets are family, career, marriage or relationship, um, well-being and health, diet, exercise, all of that. All these little buckets help fill up who we are as a rounded individual and determine how happy and how stable we are. Now, it's a work in progress. There are going to be days There are going to be times where we do better and others that we completely fall off the wagon. There are times where where your kids are sick that you are going to miss Pilates or you are going to miss the course or you're not going to be able to do certain things. I get it, but let's just not lose ourselves completely. Let's just imagine that little girl and, and think about what we owe to her, who she is, her spirit, her memory. And try our very best to keep her alive because we used to be really fucking cool. And who the hell said that we have to lose that? The other day, my kids said that I wasn't cool. And they said something like, oh, mum, you don't know. You don't know how to party. I'm like, really? I used to be the party queen. Not that I want to go back to those days. Not that I want to tell my kids any of that because God knows I don't want them to do half the shit that I did. But like... I'm really cool. And it just made me realize, how would you know that when all I do is tell you, don't do this, don't do that. And that's cool because you need to be a role model. Like you can't, I don't agree with being friends with with your kids in the sense that there's no boundaries and limits, but don't lose yourself completely. Have a few drinks with your girlfriends. Stay back after work on a Friday and have a drink with a girlfriend or Go on a date with your husband. If you're one of these people that said that you haven't left your kids and gone on a date with your husband for a year, please, Lord, now that restrictions are easing, get out of the house and go somewhere, the two of you. I don't even care if it's the drive-through and you're just in the car together. Leave your fucking kids somewhere. Literally leave them on the doorstep of your friend's house or your family and ring the doorbell and run. They will watch them and go on a date. 
It is so important. Get a little tipsy. Have a good night. You wanted to do a course at the moment in Melbourne because of COVID. I heard that TAFE is doing a lot of free courses to try and um, give people a, a higher education and help with employment. Now is a great time to call your local TAFE or your local universities and ask, what do I have to do for this course? What do I have to do to get my dream? And you might not be able to get your dream fully, but you might be able to come close. You know, you might have wanted to be a midwife, but it's too much money or the course is too long. So you know what? You might you could be a doula. There's there's ways. There's ways around it. But you're not going to know until you try. And the idea of not trying because you have kids is a cop out. And I and we need to stop. We need to we need to stop that. We owe it to ourselves and most importantly we owe it to our children and the next generation because we have come too fucking far to stop now at a glass ceiling that we as women have put on ourselves. This mum shame is just bullshit. It's like if you have kids and you exercise immediately and you lose the weight too quick, you're a shit mum because all you cared about was working out and taking care of your body because the fat mums are better. No, skinny, fat, round, square, triangle. Last time I checked, didn't really matter about raising your kids. That's got nothing to do with it. Yet here we are, we all do it. We shame on people based on their size. We shame women based on their size. Adele, a few weeks ago, released a photo um, for her birthday and she was like half the size of what she used to be. And all these people were commenting. A lot of it was positive, but then a lot of it was saying, you're a sellout. You sold yourself out to Hollywood. You just wanted to fit the image. We don't like you anymore. Or Adele's not the same. What the fuck does it matter what size she is for her voice? Like last time I checked, it doesn't matter. And if she wants to lose weight, good on her. That was her goal and she did it. If she doesn't, also good on her. That's how her boat floats, like good on her. But here we are shaming her and we do it to mums. You know it. You saw Rebecca Judd. She had the twins. People were saying, oh, your bump is too small. Your bump is too big. You're too skinny. Your kids aren't going to be healthy. You don't put your kids first because you're not gaining enough weight in pregnancy. I'm sorry. How many of them were obstetricians? How dare people say, that you would put your kids at risk from a photo. How dare people make allegations and wild claims like that? And women, to do that to women. I mean, it's crazy. And when she gave birth and went to her usual size, it wasn't anything drastic. It was just her usual size. She had all this shaming to say that she wasn't a good mum because she must have cared about her looks more than her children. I mean, that's crazy. Can you flip it onto the other side and say that people that are unhealthy and overweight and don't lose weight are bad parents because they don't care about the, the their children and um, the junk food that they're eating or the, the role models that they're being that exercise isn't important? No, that's also ludicrous. My point here is both are ludicrous. It's not okay to shame a woman either way, fat, skinny, round, triangular, whatever it might be. We need to stop. It happens with careers as well. Stay-at-home mums have been judging me since the minute my kids have started in kindergarten. 
I can't even begin to explain to you the bullying and the clicky mean girl's nature of housewives or stay-at-home mums versus career women. Career women are selfish. Career women are not really good mums. God help you if you are a working mum and you forget that it's free dress day, the freaking dagger stares that you get after school from the little group of stay-at-home mums, you'd have no idea unless you've lived that. Why? Why is that okay? But then when a stay-at-home mum forgets, oh, it's just funny, hashtag need a wine tonight, ha, 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 and everyone is supportive and laughs about it. When I do it, she's just a shit mum. Do you know she went to China last month and left her three-month-old twins with her husband? She only cares about her career. Why is it necessary to do that? Why can't we just be like, you know what, good on you. Good on you for still having the drive. Good on you for doing what makes you happy. When was the last time we uttered those words? When was the last time we said something totally supportive, even if it's not something that floats our boat? It doesn't have to be. When did we just say, good on you for fucking giving it a crack? And that's what I'd like to end the episode with, a little bit of homework, have a think about your inner little girl, what she wanted to be when she grows up, and what just do it. Work towards it. Let's just stand holding hands in a giant kumbaya and just re-enter this world. I mean, we've been in ISO for so long. Surely, apart from baking a fuckload of banana bread, we've had some sort of eat, pray, love moment where we can come out of this as a united womanhood, a sisterhood, and be like, do you know what? We're throwing away the fucking idea of what a perfect mum should be, this whole martyr mum bullshit, and we're just doing us. And we're going to come out of it and remember that we matter. That's all I have for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Please leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening. Um, Your reviews would really mean a lot to me. And um, thanks again for the support. I'll catch you again. We release episodes twice a week, Mondays and Fridays. So this one should be coming up for Friday. And um, have a good weekend. And I will see you all again live from my wardrobe on Monday. Thanks for listening.